VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. Friends, certainly we've been monitoring what's been going on in Israel. I have a brief update on what's taking place there. But there's also matters taking place here on the home front as well that I need to get to. So uh, trust you'll stay with us through the broadcast today. Uh, First of all, in the uh, battle here, the terror against Israel, we now know at least 22 Americans and over 1,200 Israelis are dead in this war that uh, was brought on by Hamas, brought on by Hamas. And uh, we also have uh, uh, the situation unfolding where uh, Israel is now being attacked on a second front, this time coming from the north. And now we have Iraq, Jordan, and Egypt that are condemning Israel for attacking Gaza, as they are stri- they are also fending off strikes that are coming over the border from Lebanon, Syria-Lebanon area. And so we have this that is unfolding. Matter of fact, uh, reported to us from foxnews.com, Israeli forces have launched rockets into southern Lebanon, striking Hezbollah forces after the terror group fired anti-tank missiles across the border, initially hitting Israeli soldiers. Israeli Defense Force spokesperson Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan uh, Kornrikas said Wednesday that Israel was actively fighting a secondary front along Israel's northern border with Hezbollah in Lebanon. In addition to the counteroffensive, the IDF is launching in the Gaza Strip. It's a two-front battle right now. And friends, there's concerns that there's going to be another front that they're going to have to be fighting. Keep in mind, this is a state about the size of New Jersey. The... uh, uh, Israeli Defense Force uh, uh, spokesperson said, we have deployed tens of thousands of additional units along the northern border, uh, including infantry, special forces, armored forces, artillery, air forces, and additional assets, including intelligence and logistics. He added, the message to Hezbollah is very clear. If they try to attack, we're ready and we are vigilant on our border. Hezbollah, by the way, is the Iran-backed Shia militia group uh, based in Lebanon. A U.S. State Department has designated this as being a foreign terrorist group. The group operates separately from Hamas, which is another U.S. state-designated terror group, which is based in Gaza. And friends, this continues to unfold, but it is escalating, escalating, taking forth. Uh, The American Military News is reporting that a leader and founding member of Hamas, Khalid Mashal, reportedly called for a global jihad, is calling for global jihad, asking Muslims around the world to target the people of Israel on Friday, October 13th. Also being reported from Fox, a top official within Turkey's Ministry of National Education has posted a message on X, that's the former Twitter, telling Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that one day they will shoot you too, and you will die. And friends, it is staggering to see the reaction that is happening in locations all across this country, especially on the college campus scene. As uh, Todd Starnes reported, several dozen University of Memphis students held a rally and a march in support of the Hamas terrorists who slaughtered young people attending a music festival, massacred entire families, beheaded babies. And friends, this is taking place. I I saw a reporter trying to track down Rashida Tlaib, who who is uh, proudly displaying a Palestinian flag outside her office, asking uh, her comment. Uh, if she is going to condemn Hamas's attack on the butchering, the murdering of people and the beheading of babies. All Rashida Tlaib could do was pick up her pace and walk faster away from the reporter than ever, never responding. So, friends, continue to be praying. Be praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Be praying for what is uh, taking place, unfolding in Israel, the multi-pronged attack against Israel taking place. Be praying for those who are hurting, many, many, many suffering families. Friends, this is the largest massacre of the Jewish people since the Holocaust. 
And now there are those who are calling for this to happen worldwide coming up on Friday. You know, it was interesting. That's what, uh, isn't that what uh, uh, we had the wicked Haman seek to do against the Jews? King Ahasuerus uh, allowed him to sign the decree. And we see that God put Esther in her position for such a time as this. Friends, we need to speak out as to the atrocities that are taking place. Be praying for souls to be one to the Messiah, the Savior, that they would recognize Jesus Christ as being the way, the truth, and the life. We'll be having more programming coming up on Crosstalk dealing with this, but a quick update on that front. And one other matter, do want to report that House Republicans have chosen Steve Scalise now as their nominee for Speaker after huddling behind closed doors for a couple hours this morning. GOP lawmakers voted via secret ballot. Scalise won 113 votes, and uh, Jim Jordan won 99. And uh, we understand uh, this yet will be going before the, the full U.S. Congress in that regard. So continue to be praying as this unfolds and in light of what's taking place in Israel at this time. But friends, I also need you to understand that the battle that, that we are seeing take place today is well beyond physical. We're also engaged in a spiritual battle, and that battle is being waged on many, many, many fronts. And while we know what's happening in Israel is, is a huge story, and we're covering it the last couple of days, also giving you this update today, we need to also warn you, warn you about another battle that's being waged, another front, and it's happening in many schools today across the United States. Today, there are schools and emphases that are participating in what's known as National Coming Out Day. And sadly, at least one school district is encouraging children as young as five years old to come out of the closet. Joining us today, we welcome Peter LaBarbera, a reporter for WND.com. He's a former reporter for the Washington Times and LifeSiteNews.com and a former contributing editor for Human Events. He is a founder and president of Americans for Truth, AmericansForTruth.com and .org. You'll find him there. Peter, thank you for joining us here today on Crosstalk. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for the opportunity. Peter, indeed. I mean, we are seeing this multi-pronged war. It's a spiritual battle that's taking place. I mean, we see those that are there for the slaughter of innocent babies in the womb. Uh, that war front is, is taking place. We're seeing, of course, the physical battle that's happening in Israel, but we know it's really a spiritual battle uh, to wipe off Israel from the face of the earth, even though God's promises uh, to Israel will never let that come to pass. But also on this issue here, we, we see just an onslaught of the LGBTQ plus agenda making its way throughout our country and around the world. Yeah, but you know, Jim, I have some hope, and here's why. We, we now see the left um, exposed on the whole Israel front. Um, uh, I think a lot of liberals and leftists even, um, many uh, of all different ethnicities are seeing that you have the uh, Black Lives Matter in Chicago, for example, tweeting out a paraglider image. Of course, the paraglider was, the, the, that's how the terrorists uh, descended on the, uh, the concert to slaughter those concertgoers uh, at a peace concert. And now you see um, that exposed, and I think we've also seen immigration exposed, and I think at some point the, even the liberal media will now be forced to see how this radical LGBT ideology is being foisted upon young children who could have no way of processing the information that they're being fed. Telling a five-year-old, for goodness sake, uh, to come out of the closet is, is child abuse. I mean, this is, this is imposing a sinful, decadent, adult ideology uh, that promotes and celebrates perversion on innocent children. And I think at some point, if if history, if this keeps going and things are starting to be exposed, there will come a time when even the liberal media will have to say, uh, start exposing this and not just the conservative media. Well, Peter, we're seeing so much unfold around us here today, and my mind goes back to those words in Scripture as it was in the days of Noah, and we know what those days were like. I mean, there was mass violence that was taking place. There was lawlessness that was abounding. There was uh, sexual, uh, you know, uh, 
pleasures perversion. perversion that was going on. They called it pleasures. Uh, that, that is the a perverse disguise of what God has intended uh, within the relationships. And and Peter, it was running amok uh, during the times of Noah. Uh, we saw God's judgment pour down d- during the time of Sodom and Gomorrah as well. And and it really had to be a wake up call. Uh, just just as the Holocaust is to be a wake up call, you know, we'll never forget, never again. That will we allow this to happen? And friends, we're seeing this unfold before our very eyes. And Peter, what we have not learned the lessons of Sodom and Gomorrah, and yet we are pr- pr- parading this even now under the guise of the na- National Coming Out Day, which they celebrate on October 11th, commemorating what they call the journey of self discovery and the courage it takes to openly embrace one's sexual orientation gender identity, and or expression. Yeah, and Jim, I think before we we go on, we need to clarify that the left, in in this case the sexual left, has has introduced a whole series of words, a new speak, as it were, uh, to to uh, codify their revolution, because this is a revolution. So they say coming out of the closet. Well, that's coming out from darkness into light. We know it's actually the opposite. When you come out and, and declare yourself essentially uh, publicly immoral, that's not coming into any kind of truth. We hear sexual orientation, which implies that a person has no control, that it's just they, their behavior... Uh, you know, it's not about that. It's about some sort of um, destined orientation. We see all these words. Uh, we, we see um, trans activists talking about pregnant men. These are merely gender-confused women who have uh, then have children, even though they're trying to look and have all the appearances of being a man. All these words are now being foisted, even on the children, and it's obviously an effort to indoctrinate the kids so that they have a whole different viewpoint, and and the parents aren't involved, because a lot of this is done in secret. We know that because schools all over the country are trying to hide the so-called um, gender uh, you know, conversions when they, when they try to, uh, uh, what's the word, Jim? I'm losing it right now, where they, they try to become transitions. The, the schools are on record in their own policies saying that they do not have to tell the parents when, for example, uh, say a 14-year-old girl decides she is going to be a 14-year-old boy. So the, the, the left-wing elites that have taken over this country in various institutions, including the schools, have adopted this whole revolutionary lexicon by which they're pushing their ideology, but thankfully thanks to uh, people like Elon Musk, social media, a lot of the truth is getting out, and these people are now being put on defensive, just like the liberals who supported Black Lives Matter now have to deal with the fact that they know that Black Lives Matter is siding with the Hamas terrorists. Horrible. Uh, Peter, Todd Starnes is reporting on this matter with the Los Angeles School District. Uh, Children as young as five being encouraged to come out of the closet uh, in the Los Angeles Unified School District. The entire school district celebrating National Coming Out Day, actually a week-long celebration of the LGBT movement. The school district also promoting rainbow clubs for pre-kindergartners, children who are three years old. Clubs are leading many to wonder if the school district is intentionally confusing youngsters about their gender. Well, obviously they are, you know, and it's just like Hitler, and it's just like Stalin and and Russia. They need to get the kids. Uh, they need to put them in the, I guess, the uh, radical left sexual equivalent of the of the Nazi youth. I mean, that's what. How can you, how can you possibly justify this kind of indoctrination? Friends, we're going to take a quick break. Peter LaBarber is our guest here today. And uh, yes, today, National Coming Out Day, a number of school districts are doing this uh, indoctrination promotion, some all this week, some doing it all this month of October as well during so-called History Month for LGBT. We'll be back in a minute. This is Crosstalk. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, and we know that Mount Everest is the tallest mountain in the world. Was that also covered by the waters of Noah's flood? Chris, the Bible says that the entire earth was covered by water. But I really don't think Mount Everest existed at the time of the flood. Mount Everest, and indeed all the mountain chains in the world, are made up of ocean-bottom sediments. These sediments were deposited as mud at the bottom of the flood ocean. Late in the flood, they were uplifted into our present mountain chains. In fact, at the top of Mount Everest are fossils of ocean-bottom clams. This does not mean that the floodwaters sloshed over Mount Everest. 
Sediments which now make up Mount Everest were deposited at the bottom of the flood ocean and then uplifted to form Mount Everest. Chris, the entire world was altered by the great flood of Noah's day. This we're told when we go back to Genesis. You can find us on the web at www.icr.org. Returned to Crosstalk on BCY America as uh, we're talking about the event being called National Coming Out Day. But, friends, the indoctrination is happening in many school districts across the nation. We're using the example of what's been going on in the uh, Los Angeles Unified School District. Peter LaBarbera is with us today. He's a reporter for WND.com, also founder and president of Americans for Truth. And, uh, Peter, I was just learning more about the Los Angeles School District, and they talk about how teachers, elementary teachers, are giving these identity maps uh, to use when teaching kids this week. uh, They even have famous transgender persons to discuss with students each day of the week, uh, like Jazz Jennings and Elliot Page, um, who is an actor previously known as uh, Ellen Page. But uh, the document also links to the defining LGBTQ words for elementary school students uh, and uh, drafted by the uh, Human Rights Campaign. But it's designed to teach elementary children about terms like cisgender, gender binary, gender diversity, non-binary, sex assigned at birth, transgender or trans, pansexual, gay, queer. Uh, these are all words to, to teach elementary school students. Right, and and the person who wrote the original article on this, which is the great Heather McDonald, Jim, in City Journal, um, said, you know, they can't. That the title of the article is, but Johnny can't spell. But uh, you know, they're they're teaching, you know, that the the kids are not proficient. They're totally incompetent, as a matter of fact, in English and math. But the L.A. school district is uh, ramping up efforts to teach all this gay, transgender propaganda, and it's just it's just shame shameless. But that's the left. That is today's left. And I think hopefully Americans are seeing that and there will be some kind of um, reckoning for the hard left in this country. The Capital Resource Institute has uh, mapped out for us, Peter, uh, very troubling. They're calling it sex on the school calendar. And when you look at what's happening during the school year, uh, the sexualized content on the school calendars, and they listed it uh, September 16th through the 23rd, Bisexual Awareness Week. All month long, LGBTQ History Month. Uh, Banned Books Week was October 1 through 7. Coming Out Day today, October 11th. October 18, International Pronouns Day. November, all month long, guess what? It goes to Trans Awareness Month with a Solidarity Week in there as well. November 13th through the 19th is Transgender Awareness Week, which is inside Transgender Awareness Month. (laughs) On November 20th is Transgender Day of Remembrance. Then let's look at December. December 8th, Pansexual Pride Day. Uh, February, School's National Day of Reading, but using books that promote transgender ideology to children uh, to be read to them. February 19th through 25, Aromantic Awareness Week. March 31, International Transgender Day of Visibility. April 14th, Day of Silence. You've talked with us on that before. April 26th, Lesbian Day of Visibility. May 17th, International Day of Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia. May 24th, uh, Pansexual Visibility Day. And June, Peter, you know what that is. It's Pride Month all month long. That's a school school calendar. This is like, this is a national mobilization for the LGBT cult. It's, it's, um, you know, the the left used to say separate uh, the state, uh, religion and the state. Uh, But now the state is wedded to this cult of of, of section gender deviance, and they're going to fill up the entire calendar, Jim. I mean, you know, let's just start naming the dates that don't have anything to celebrate yeah. sexual and gender deviance. Yeah. And, you know, they want to do the whole year. I think it was in Canada they said, well, gay pride, let's make it all year. Gay pride. LGBT yeah. pride in Season. Canada. And, and, and so this is, it, 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 it's so interesting. It's almost like you have to start studying propaganda to understand it. It's a propaganda movement. It, it's sort of like, you know, they have this inferiority complex. They need to eradicate normalcy in the minds, starting with children and everybody else. And I think my hunch is Satan has 
bit off a little bit more than he can chew this time because the average Joe, we see opposition to homosexuality rising in a poll. I don't know if it was which poll it was, Jim, but uh, recently, they, the first time in recent years, we saw opposition to homosexuality, not just transgenderism, mm-hmm. but homosexuality rising. So Americans are getting tired of it. The question is, is it too late? Because so many kids have been indoctrinated. And Peter, on that note, on that note, uh, activist homosexual groups have called a national state of emergency for LGBTQ plus Americans. And what they indicate, Peter, is they said more than 75 anti-LGBTQ plus bills have been signed into law this year alone, more than double last year's number, which was previously the worst year on our record. Our community is in danger, they write, but we won't stop fighting back. Not now, not ever. Yeah, and this is why I call this movement uh, a long time ago. I started, I thought about it. It's like they're sort of the, the the bully slash victim cult. Because on the one hand, I mean, when you're telling five year olds to come out of the closet, a five year old knows nothing about sexual matters. Obviously, you, you're 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 a bully, and yet at the same time, they're constantly claiming victimhood. So even as they're being blatantly anti-Christian. Remember that story, Jim, a long time ago? I think we talked about it, where they, they had the Christian missionaries in San Francisco, and the, and they came and they ran them out of the city. They had to run away because it was so dangerous, because they were being attacked. At the same time, they're, they're engaging in, in blatant discrimination against anybody who disagrees with them, and being vicious and hateful, and calling us homophobes and all these smear names. They're also claiming to be victims. Peter LaBarber is with us here today on Crosstalk. Uh, Peter, we just received word uh, within the last 24 hours from the Family Research Council with a warning, and they are indicating that under the uh, Biden administration, the EEOC, that's the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, has just released a new proposed rule, that's a regulation, that would undermine sex-segregated spaces and stifle free speech in the workplace. Yes, folks, in the workplace, on topics such as abortion and gender identity ideology by expanding the definition of what constitutes workplace harassment. Under the rule, members of the workforce who are pro-life or who do not hold the tenets of gender identity ideology could be found guilty of harassment for expressing or living in accordance with their views. The public comment period goes through November 1st. And under this proposed rule, I'm just going to read a couple bullet points here. Each of the following could be considered workplace harassment. Number one, failing to refer to a co-worker by their preferred pronouns. Two, maintaining separate bathrooms, locker rooms, and showers for men and women based on biological sex rather than gender identity. And third, voicing opposition to abortion or contraception as policy matters. Peter, it is an all-out assault that is taking place, and this is seeming to be a new rule coming out from the EEOC, and they're taking public comments on this right now through November 1st. Exactly, Jim, and it's already bad enough with the woke companies imposing this gender ideology on their poor employees, uh, not respecting people's right to disagree in many cases. Um, Now you have the EEOC signaling under Biden uh, this most radical LGBT promoting president in history, even even more than his former boss, Barack Obama. Now you have the EEOC getting in the action, which will only give strength to the oppressing companies imposing their ideology. So we must fight back on this, and we have to make sure that these issues are discussed in the, in the run-up to our election coming up, because the, the, we know, Jim, that in what the media tends to do is when they know something's unpopular that the Democrats are pushing, they they sort of sidestep it in elections, right? We saw that with Biden. Nobody asked uh, uh, Joe Biden in the in the last election, you know, a hard question about, you know, do you favor uh, biological males participating in female sports? Do you favor uh, giving allowing surgeries that uh, are, are horrific surgeries? on youth, underage kids. You know, nobody was pressing them on those questions. And so now I hope with with the current upcoming, you know, election, election contest that we're going to see actual discussion forcing the Democrats to have to deal with their promotion of these, um, you know, terrible policies. And sadly, Peter, you're, I mean, there are Republicans also that are caving in on this issue. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, this is, I think, that's what a lot of people say about the Republican Party, that they, they're just like, 
Democrat light, you know, give them a few years and they'll embracing the policies that the Democrats did. I think we saw that on homosexual so-called marriage. The fact is, there's a good case to be made that George Bush, you know, Bush too, would not have been elected without the, the issue of homosexual marriage. We saw Amish voting, I think, in Pennsylvania or Ohio. I can't remember which one, Jim. Uh, I think it was Ohio. Amish were voted, voted for the first time because they wanted to oppose the, the normalization and the legalization of so-called marriage between two people of the same sex. Now we see uh, a lot of Republicans coming out and saying, oh, we're glad the homosexual, you know, the gay marriage issue is over. And that's that issue. Let's not even go there. That's done. And so this this tendency to sort of do the same thing Democrats did only a few years later is sadly very uh, much very real in the Republican Party. I'm looking at a story that came out yesterday from LifeSiteNews.com where three of America's top LGBT activist organizations have formally endorsed President Joe Biden for re-election, citing his administration's comprehensive embrace of the homosexual and gender fluidity agendas. ABC News reported that the so-called Human Rights Campaign PAC, the National Center for Transgender Equality Action Fund, and Equality PAC, which it calls three of the nation's leading LGBTQ plus organizations, all endorsed Biden on Tuesday, that was yesterday, ahead of today's National Coming Out Day. A statement from the NCTE Action Fund Executive Director uh, said, Without question, the Biden administration has been the strongest advocate for the needs of transgender Americans of any presidential administration in American history. Well, if ever there was an endorsement that was earned, that's one of them. (laughs) So true. I mean, Biden Biden is, you know... He's such a phony. You know, I, I got his book. I think he wrote more than 10 years ago. Didn't even mention the word gay. He came out. Remember, he supported DOMA, uh, the Defense of Marriage Act, which was uh, an effort to stop uh, the rise of, of gay marriage in the law. And yet now he's pandering in the worst way to the most destructive sexual and gender ideologies and movements. Peter, we also saw, you know, with the recent death of Senator Dianne Feinstein, that uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom, he chose a, a lesbian and a radical pro-abortion on demand. It's a pro-LGBT activist, LaFonza Butler, who lives in Maryland, by the way, uh, to, to fill the Senate seat that was vacated by Feinstein. Uh, Butler also registers another first in the world of the left-wing intersectionality and liberal media causes a celebration to quote Newsom. She will make history becoming the first black lesbian to openly serve in the United States. And uh, Wikipedia uh, in its entry on Butler confirms that her child is being raised in the same-sex household that is intentionally fatherless. Yeah, and I, I, I reported that story for WND, Jim, and I felt the need to put in there about the fatherless kids because even some conservative outlets were not hardly even reporting that she's a, a lesbian, that she's in this same-sex so-called, I don't know if it's a marriage or just a relationship, but uh, obviously um, I, I looked at her tweets. She's radically pro-transgender. And, Jim, I also wanted to say something that I saw that I just tweeted out. My Twitter is just my name, at Twitter. I guess it's called X now. But, Jim, this is important on this whole issue of compromise. I'm looking for it right now. But Meg Basham, who's a great Christian writer, uh, posted uh, uh, an item where, in which she noted that they took a look at the, the political donations of the staff of Christianity Today, and they all went to Democrats. This is Christianity Today. Now, we know that's gone liberal, but I mean, when Christians support a Democratic Party, which practically worships abortion on demand, homosexuality, and now transsexuality, amongst other terrible policies, that just speaks poorly for, for their, their witness. Peter LaBarber, our guest here today on Crosstalk, as we uh, talk about National Coming Out Day going on today. Uh, in locations across this nation and uh, being promoted in a number of schools across the nation. Uh, Peter's website, well, he writes for WND.com, but also AmericansForTruth.com or AmericansForTruth.org. We'll be back in one minute here on Crosstalk. From film producer Dave Cristiano comes the Christian film, Always a Winner. It follows the challenges and conflicts faced by a girls' golf team at a Christian high school. Always a Winner unfolds many key themes on pride, arrogance, relationships, forgiveness, and standing for life. You 
can't get an abortion. Yes, I can. No, you can't. I have to. No, you don't. Baby's not very far along. The baby was a baby at conception. You can't kill your baby. Hannah, this is not your problem. The 85-minute DVD, Always a Winner, is available for a donation of $18. For Always a Winner, call 1-800-729-9829. That's 1-800-729-9829. Ask for the DVD, Always a Winner. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, and not only did we provide an update here at the top of the program regarding Israel, this multi-prong war now coming from the north, uh, but we're also talking about uh, the spiritual battle that we are in as well, because the moral, the, the you know, the morals are under uh, battle and and are being fought at biblical morals, biblical beliefs. Uh, thus saith the Lord. You can't say that anymore in society today. No, we have to be, uh, you know, kumbaya and and let's all come together and 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 uh, revel in immorality together. I mean, to be accepting of this, uh, that is the the whole. Uh, aspect of what's happening in our in our world today. Peter, it's going into our court system as well. The Epoch Times reported, I think it was on the last day of September, uh, and you may have written on this too, about the Michigan Supreme Court. They have voted to require judges and court personnel to address a transgender-identifying litigant or attorney with their preferred pronouns, including they, if requested to do so by the person. It's uh, set to take effect January 1st, 2024, but will also allow judges to avoid pronouns altogether, just refer to someone by their role in the case, like attorney or plaintiff, followed by their last name. But uh, because an individual gender identity may not be readily discernible visually, the parties and attorneys may now be given the option of including their personal pronouns in the captions of the initial court documents that come before a judge. But now we have the requirement coming from the Michigan Supreme Court to judges and to court personnel to address using, you know, preferred pronouns, Peter? Yeah, they, this is a, a revolutionary movement, and they're trying to impose their revolution on the country. And it didn't begin with trans. It really began with the sexual revolution, which then begat the homosexual uh, revolution, and now the transgender revolution. And, Jim, I hate to tell you, but I'm one of my Google alerts is poly, polyamorous, and that's another train that's coming down the pike. It's interesting that you mentioned that as one of the days in the school year, but polyamory is being promoted, which is, I guess, anything goes. These, uh, I can't even describe it. You know, multiple partner so-called unions and just outright, as you said earlier, this is the days of Noah. How can you require, essentially, a judge to commit grammar grammar? Um, grammar side, I guess you would call it, calling an individual person using a plural pronoun. This is the insanity that the transgender movement has foisted on this country. And the way, the way they've done it is because they have the media on their side. But thankfully, nobody believes the liberal media anymore. We've got lots of conservative media. We need more of it. And we need to force the media to cover the insanity that we're seeing. But the, what the reality is, is that the average Joe now is is a lot more to be trusted than elites in the liberal media or, or judicial elites and, and these other institutions, which have essentially been taken over by this uh, pro-LGBTQ cult. Uh, Peter, and we are seeing the effects of people speaking out, uh, you know, at school board meetings and some schools that have changed policies because somebody got involved in this regard. Uh, we see also, and I, I see another story from Todd Starnes, but it, it was shocking to know that there was a, a taxpayer-funded library in Bartlett, Tennessee, that was uh, had plans to host a pajama party for children when they're going to be shown sexually explicit picture books. According to the event description, Memphis Public Libraries wanted children as young as 13 to channel their inner children and come read some of the most controversial picture books of the year. It was part of the library's Democracy, Diversity, and Discourse program. It was scheduled to be held at the Bartlett Library. That's a suburb of Memphis. But uh, it was repulsed by the announcement of the event. 
want, uh, I, I should say a commissioner was repulsed by it, saying they're wanting 13-year-olds to come in their sleepwear to look at sexually explicit pictures together, noting that snacks were also going to be provided. He said they're luring kids in with snacks to look at those suggestive pictures. It's very disturbing. But once Commissioner Wright spoke out, we understand that the exposed library's nefarious plans were canceled, but because someone spoke out on this. And sometimes, Peter, we wring our hands and say, oh, my, these things are terrible, but we need to speak out. Oh, absolutely. And and uh, thankfully, uh, that individual spoke out. And, yeah, Jim, I mean, I, this is Isaiah 5 territory. Um, good is mm-hmm. evil and evil is good. How could you be possibly you know, even think of doing such a grooming activity. Obviously, they want to promote sex. And let's just keep using that word deviance and perversion, Jim. I know the left hates those words, but that's what homosexuality is. That's what transgenderism is. And and this, uh, it's just amazing that they they keep pushing it, even though there's a lot of pushback in the culture. I think the polls are with us on transgenderism, Jim. They may not be with us on homosexual so-called marriage because so many people have given up, and we can't give up on that issue because that issue is what I think the fall of marriage is what really was like a catalyst to all this other nonsense that we're seeing. But even though the polls are with us on transgenderism in in amazing numbers, the, the left keeps pushing it because the left is always aggressive, whereas many times conservatives and especially, I think, Christians are, are more passive and defensive. Friends, I just you know want to share with you as well the, the effects that are taking place uh, by this. There are many that are being harmed, especially as we look at uh, the matter going on with transgenderism. And Peter, I just came across another story here last month about a uh, you know, the detransitioners and now suing medical providers for uh, doing body mutilating surgeries uh, at, at times when they were very vulnerable in their lives as young teenagers. And and uh, these kind of suits are, are, are on the grow as well across the country. Yes, and we, and we need to hope and pray that they prosper. I mean, we've got Chloe Cole suing Kaiser Permanente. Uh, and I think that's a huge one. I think Harmeet Dillon is one of her lawyers, which is a good sign. You know, this is what we always hoped would happen with the homosexual issue, Jim. I know you remember that as well as I do, but it was the homosexual activists who got the lawsuits in, the, in those cases. Uh, there would be some kid who was bullied or something at school, and they would they were winning lawsuits. But I think in this case, it's the detransitioners who are going to win. Because you look at these cases, I, I can't remember the details, and I recommend that you interview Chloe Cole at some point, Jim, but she says she was essentially rushed in to this procedure, and I believe she had the top surgery, and you can just imagine how horrifying that is for a young girl, and I think she also might have had further surgery. She mm-hmm. was on chemical hormones. I mean, this is appalling that a child would be rushed into that. And the only way that's possible is if you're dealing with an ideological cult that is is, is sort of like the, the, the sexual perversion, gender perversion equivalent of, of, you know, the Nazis or the communists, you know, taking these kids and just and just twisting their minds. It's horrific. And friends, your tax dollars are being used for this purpose. Uh, the Epic Times uh, did a probe into federal funding and found that between uh, October 2020 and September of 2023, there were over 1,100 grants given to LGBT projects around the world. 1.8 million granted to create a so-called safe space for LGBTQ youth and adults in Norfolk, Virginia. $500,000 grant applied to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion in Serbia's workplaces and business communities by empowering LGBTQI plus people. Meanwhile, Armenian activist group Pink Human Rights Defender granted $1 million to empower the LGBTI community in the small Eastern European nation. And on the list goes. But, uh, Peter, right now we are in this battle again, whether or not uh, the country is going to be forced to shut down. You know, we, we funded it for six more weeks at the last vote. But uh, that battle is going to come again. And the question is, are we going to continue to fund things just like this? Yeah, and, and it's just appalling. And, and we don't... Uh... You know, we have a lot of stuff inside the country, too, that we find. I remember I did a, I did a story for WND. You can look it up on uh, the, their, uh, under the last one of these forced CRs, I guess they call it, continuing resolution, massive funding bills. They funded the, uh, a museum, an LGBTQ museum in New York City. Yeah. I mean, this is insanity. But another fat thing, too, Jim, is 
we need to stop lecturing Africa and other countries about morality and about their behavior. America has, is now one of the most decadent, immoral countries on earth, maybe that ever was. If you look at some of the things that we don't even talk about, that just had a, a terrible, perverse street fair in San Francisco in which people were engaging in obscene acts on the street again in San Francisco. Gavin Newsom once endorsed that festival in San Francisco, Jim. So we have no right to lecture anybody across the world about anything. Friends, uh, I also want you to know this, and uh, some of you are angry right now at the things that are being, being said, but I tell you, we are giving a warning. God has spoken about these very things in his word. We have seen his judgment poured out on Sodom and Gomorrah, and it's not because they were not being hospitable. Uh, don't buy that line. Uh, we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, it's referring to homosexuality, nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But ye are washed, ye are sanctified, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And friends, we want to remind you, if this is an area that you are battling, first of all, there is an agenda that's behind this movement. But second of all, if, if you have been uh, engaged in, in the habits of these lifestyles, please know that there's healing, there's help, and there's forgiveness that's found in Jesus Christ. And Peter, that's an important message to be conveyed. Yeah, Jim, I, it sure is. And I've got at the top of my Twitter feed, which is, again, my name, it's twitter.com slash Barbara. I've got Darren Mel and his uh, beautiful wife, and he, and he he just tweets out. He has been. He says, "I no longer." He was once uh, identified as quote unquote gay. He says, "I no longer desire men." Been married 18 years. Gay is in the past. God delivered me from these evil desires. He sanctified me. First Corinthians 6:11. Such were some of you, but you were washed, sanctified, and justified is real, he says, because Jesus is alive and working in his disciples. And Jim, it's got a picture of his beautiful family, which he would not have if he was still celebrating sexual perversion and living an openly decadent and, and immoral lifestyle. Peter LaBarbera is our guest today. And friends, we're open up for your questions or brief comments. Our number to Crosstalk is 800-733-9829. That's 800 733 Nine eight two nine. Taking your questions or brief comments today at eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine. We see uh, Peter there. I saw a woman's lacrosse coach driven from her job over uh, because she had uh, uh, forwarded on a tweet. This is uh, we're talking about Oberlin College. Kim Russell. Uh, she was highly regarded as a women's lacrosse coach at Oberlin College in Ohio. Her career took a sudden turn last year when she went on social media to speak out against men competing in women's sports. That's another whole area. But uh, she uh, was demoted after speaking out about the inclusion of men in women's sports. She, re he, uh, she had reposted a story on Instagram congratulating Emma Wyatt as the real woman winner of the 500 freestyle at the NCAA uh, Swimming Championship after male competitor uh, Leah Thomas took the title, but uh, she was contacted by the athletic director. Uh, find out she was forced to apologize, sit through lengthy pile-on sessions, even forced to uh, go through disciplinary hearings. And she was told to uh, write up letters of apology, but she refused to, saying, I'm not going to write a letter of apology when I'm not sorry. She is uh, just waiting to be fired at any time. Yeah, and I I commend her for. I hope she didn't do anything to apologize at all. Uh, and it's sad that the that the truth is now called a lie, and all these lies. And there's so many of them that have come out of the of this LGBTQ cult um, are all you know advocated as as if they're true. We will take a break and uh, be back in one minute. Going to your phone calls. This is Crosstalk coming your way from VCY America. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Israel is at war, but in reality, 
This war is global. We're already seeing Iran and all these other nations, the Taliban, wanting to come to the aid of their comrades to attack Israel. The Taliban's even asking for permission from Iran to travel through to get to Gaza. My friends, the Bible says, I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. Speaking of the nation of Israel, we don't agree with everything the Israeli government does, but we stand with the Jewish people. We understand God's plan and economy for the Jewish people. What has been shocking since the war broke out Saturday night, American time in Israel, is how many church-going evangelical Christians do not know what happened or have any context. The Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. We need biblical knowledge and truth about what God thinks about what's happening in Israel. I'm Brandon House. Our number to Crosstalk is 1-800-733-9829. Peter LaBarbera from AmericansForTruth.com and also reporter for WND.com. And uh, let's go to the phone lines. We've got uh, George in Olney, Illinois. George, you're on the air. If Hillary Clinton and the Deep State Una Party think that they can actually change America the, or the the uh, mega cult, then our children today in these institutions don't stand a chance. Those children know from experience because they've been brought up in daycare centers where they've been abused, homes where they've been abused. They know part of what is broken, and uh, they don't stand a chance without us praying. <laughs> yeah, praying, and and certainly uh, prayer is so important, but also uh, sometimes, Peter, it's it's rescuing as well and, and standing up for what's happening within, you know, the systems of society, whether it be that of the media, whether it be that in education, whether it be that of government, uh, because it's being foisted. I mean, look at what public, uh, you know, kid-friendly TV has done in, in promoting the whole LGBT agenda. Yeah, I mean, they really have seized all the levers of institutions throughout society and so many areas. But the truth, every word of truth is, is worth more probably than a, a thousand lies. So we just have to keep speaking truth and be brave and trust in God. We've got, thank you for the call. Let's go to Tucson, Arizona. Greg, you're on the air. Thank you. Uh, God bless Peter LaBarbera. What a great, great guest. Thank you. But I, I have to say, I'm here in Tucson, the Republican Party is already sold out, and uh, they've been sold out. I mean, Donald Trump, I'm a Christian. Donald Trump has basically told us he does not want our vote, and he's not going to get it. He has pushed homosexuality on society. He had a big celebration of 500 log cabinites at Mar-a-Lago following the, uh, the gay marriage vote celebration in the Congress. And uh, he pushes Rick Grinnell. Um, he does not want the votes of Christians. And it saddens me to see Christians ignoring that aspect of Trump's agenda. Thank you. So, I want to say something on that, yeah. Jim. Thank you, Greg. Um, I, I feel a little guilty that I didn't do more. I, I was writing for LifeSite News at the time, and we did write about it. But I think Trump's the, the massive capitulation that he did was right after, right before he was about to ascend to the presidency. This is in the interim after he had shockingly beat Hillary Clinton. He caved on gay marriage in that 60 Minutes interview. And so I think the same principle applies here regarding truth. Um, if uh, I, I don't think any one politician from whatever party should be immune to uh, being reminded of what the truth is. And even though I have voted for Donald Trump in the past, I personally right now uh, are more inclined to support DeSantis, but it looks like Trump is going to be the guy because he's got this massive lead. But it's going to take Christians not worshiping Trump, but holding him accountable on these issues. He's already signaling that he's going to compromise on abortion. And now, and he before he, uh, with homosexuality, Rick Grinnell, who the caller mentions, Jim, Rick Grinnell was promoting the decriminalization of homosexuality across the globe. And that agenda is much more than, than just decriminalization. That agenda also ends up promoting, as we've seen, you know, things like punishing countries that oppose homosexual so-called marriage and the like. And so 
I don't care if it's Donald Trump. I don't care if it's Ron DeSantis. I don't care who it is, Republican or Democrat. No, no politician should be worshipped. We need to speak the truth and and never stop with all these politicians. Okay, thank you. And just a quick reminder, Peter, the statement just made and the candidates uh, is speaking on behalf of himself, does not represent uh, the views. Uh, we don't promote votes for particular candidates or issues. Uh, that is his personal view on that and uh, does not rec- re- you know, reflect the view of uh, the stations carrying crosstalk, but uh, has the privilege of sharing his position on that. Marge in Milwaukee, you're on the air. Hi, I would like to know why in the world Americans cannot vote to close the public schools. They are not teaching what they're supposed to teach at all, and they're adding all this evil, evil garbage that doesn't belong there. Why can we not vote to close the public schools? As taxpayers, we shouldn't have to pay for this. Thank you for the thoughts. Uh, Peter, I know that some uh, uh, individuals previous running for presidents, you know, vowed their effort to uh, close down Department of Education. Never saw that happen. Including Reagan, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and another problem is that, that now the families are basically relying on the schools, even beyond, you know, schoolwork. We we see these programs, again, funded usually by the federal government or the state government for, for giving a child, you know, like daycare before school. And so basically uh, the, the government has co-opted parents and they're relying on these programs. And so they, they really feel that they don't have much say because they're so dependent on these uh, mm-hmm. school programs, which turn out to be, in many cases, also welfare programs. Tony is calling from Charleston, Illinois. You're on the air. Hello, Tony. Hey, hey, yeah. Hey, I just want to make a quick statement. Does everybody remember a lady by the name of Anita Bryant, who used to be the orange juice sunshine promotional lady back in the 70s? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Back then, she spoke homosexuality. It was wrong. And look what happened to her. So it should be no surprise what's coming down Hmm. the aisle here. You know, the Bible speaks it. In the latter days, they will heap up on themselves false teachers because of itchy here. Yeah, thank you, Tony, for that. Let me just squeeze one last call on Mark in uh, South Milwaukee. You're on the air. How you doing? Uh, the Packer and Raider football game this past Friday had LGBTQ colors on the goalposts, padding on the bottom of the goalposts. I wanted to hear your take on the NFL standing with the sexual deviates. Hmm. Peter? Well, we know the NFL is promoted. I think transgender stuff, aren't they, Jim? They're all over uh, they, they're officially endorsing LGBTQ. They did propaganda on Fox on that respect. You can check that out in one of my articles on WND, but it seems that no institution is immune from promoting the yeah. deviance. Let me just thank you for the call and just mention that a story just came out from LifeSiteNews.com uh, yesterday that the National Hockey League has just put a ban on LGBT pride gear to include hockey stick tape that they cannot even do their hockey stick sticks in the the pride uh you know colors that are part of their their so-called flag uh but uh very interesting that they've taken a position against this even on warm-up jerseys etc we're out of time peter labarber our guest here today peter your websites uh, it is Americans for Truth. That's Americans, F-O-R, truth.com. And you can find me at WND at WND.com. And then just slash P. LaBarbera. Pete, thanks so much for being with us here today. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for all you do. Peter LaBarbera with us here today, friends on Crosstalk. And indeed, we do live in perilous times. And let's continue to be ambassadors of the truth. Let's be salt. Let's be light. God bless you, folks. Thanks for joining us today on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.